This week on the Colin and Samir podcast, we're talking about some lessons that we've learned in 10 days of being quarantined here in Los Angeles. We've kept ourselves pretty busy during this time with making videos, podcasts, and Instagram posts, but we've also had a significant change in our daily lives. For one, you'll notice that Colin and I are recording this podcast remotely, so we're actually not in the same room, and that's the first time we've ever done that, and we're also doing that for our YouTube videos, which is pretty new for us. In this episode, we break down some of the lessons that we've learned during this time. And we also talk about how those lessons can be applied in the future once we're not quarantined. Okay, so here's our episode on 10 things we've learned from 10 days in quarantine. All right, we are live on this podcast right now from our respective apartments. Well, technically not live because this will come out tomorrow. Yeah, not live, but I'm saying like we're rolling. You know right. what? I'm going to apologize. Is like, is that the most important thing in this day and age? Do I need to do that? I don't. I should have let that go. Right. That one you should have let go. Should have let and it there's go. There's a lot more important things in the world than that. Than whether this is exactly live or not. I apologize. It's not live, but I'm just telling you, like, mics are hot. You're on right now. But who am I to even ruin the fun of people thinking maybe it is live? You know? You know what? It's live. The main reason I'm, I'm saying this is for the first time, Colin and I are recording separately, which is kind of a new... Uh, experience for us, but it's all a part of this new normal. Uh, we are we are quarantined here in Los Angeles. Uh, although we are down the street from each other, we have not been filming together or um, recording together, uh, but we have been trying our best to make as much content as possible. And so using some of these new tools that we have, we're figuring out how to do it now. Yeah. So I guess this is more like a phone call than a podcast, but... I guess so. Yeah. Welcome to our phone conversation. So this episode is called 10 Things We Learned for for Being... Wait, what is it called again? Oh, (laughs) 10 Things We Learned from 10 Days in Quarantine. Yes. Um, So we're going to talk about 10 different things um, that that kind of have come to life over these past couple days. Um, You know, and, and it's interesting to think how it hasn't been that long that we've been living this new normal. Um, yeah, except for the fact that March has felt like an entire year. Yeah. I can't believe that it's still March. Every time I look at my calendar, I'm like, is it really still March? Can we just be in April already? Do you feel like it's uh, starting to normalize, like this lifestyle? Yes, I do. I think it's starting to normalize for me. But I was saying this to you earlier before we started recording, there's about one or two moments every day where I kind of take a step back and I think, wait, 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 this is this is not normal. And how long is this going to last? Like, right. I forget about it actually a lot. Um, but then I check Twitter or something just hits me in the middle of the day and it kind of takes me out of it. Right. Yeah, for me, I, I this is how I explained it um, the other day uh, to, to one of my friends was, it's like when you get in a really hot jacuzzi, at first it's almost unbearable, right? Like you put your foot in, you're like, how am I going to get into this? This is not going to happen. This thing is way too hot. You get in and it's like, oh God, this is, this is really, really hot. And over time it just like normalizes and your body temperature matches it. And you're like, okay, I can do this. But then eventually you're like, I'd like to get out of this jacuzzi now. Yeah. You know? So I feel like we're, we're in the, I'm in the normalization period. Now I'm like, this is not as shocking as it was in the beginning. Yeah, but except, except for the fact that you can't get out of the jacuzzi 
right. and you're worried that your fingers are starting to get kind of pruny, pruny. Yeah. yeah and you're wondering is this water even like is the chlor is it clean anymore you know I think you have to hold yourself back from that moment because we're we're so early in this new experience. Yeah. The so. bright side of it is like, you know, and for me too, I, I just recently now moved back to California. So I've been here for 10, 12 days, whatever it is. And I'm going to the grocery store as if it's like my new neighborhood. And, right. and I'm like, oh, well, I'm getting pretty comfortable with going to that Ralph's. That's pretty yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm building also all those routines. Yeah. I also think that it has um, created just this, this I don't know, this amazing, humbling experience about what's actually important, you know? And, and that, that has been a really interesting uh, consequence totally. or circumstance of, of this whole scenario, you know? I mean, and, and I think what the whole country really figured out is, is what's important is... Um, a documentary about a guy who collects tigers. Exactly. I think that's really what this is all about. And what it's really just teaching us about what good documentary content is. I sent you two memes last night that I thought were so funny. Um, one was, did you see it? It says, uh, it, it, it's like, uh, it says, Mr. President, the country is going crazy. What's your plan? And then he's whispering into someone's ear and it says, release the tiger documentary <laughs> <laughs> incredible that was really funny but yeah i mean for for someone who loves documentaries i am so impressed with this one uh, yeah. just from the, the guts i think of the filmmaker to stick with this story if totally. you guys don't know what we're talking about we're talking about tiger king it's on netflix uh if you haven't watched it i think you should definitely watch it like it seems like everyone is watching it everyone's talking about it it is such a surreal world to get involved in right now that I, I feel like it's a it's a very enjoyable thing to binge yeah i like how too i mean you said you sent this to me you sent me some memes last night memes are getting sent all over yeah. and one of my favorite ones is there's no longer seven days in a week all there is is yesterday today and tomorrow right wow yeah <laughs> oh, i love that one <laughs> that's really crazy yeah i i put up a i put up a, a meme on my instagram story which was like all the it's like seven people in spider-man outfits and they're all pointing at each other and each one of them says a different day of the week mm -hmm. uh like they can't figure out which who's who anyway yeah. um, okay so 10 things we've learned from just about 10 days in quarantine number one is kind of what we're talking about right now but what are the right. real necessities obviously i mean i don't think tiger king is a necessity is it no but i i think uh what's coming to life that's really interesting is that entertainment i think it's not actually a necessity but it kind of is and kind of has been for a very long time um you know pre-tv pre-radio like people were always telling stories to keep themselves not only entertained but also to kind of share what happened in the past to share lessons to like you know whatever. So that's my totally. Tiger King. You got to have some entertainment, some sort of escapism, <laughs> yeah. some sort of opportunity to talk about things other than this, you know, current state of the world right now. Yeah. But this really does strip you down, right? To a lot of, um, you know, the realities of, of just day to day. What, what do you need between, you know, food has become such a big, like acquiring food has become such a big thing that it happened. Mm -hmm. Right. Like the concept of going to the grocery store, uh, 
it's such an interesting new experience for everyone. It feels like, like seeing empty shelves and seeing like having to wait in line and this whole like everything now. That concept of acquiring food is is a completely different process now than it used to be. It makes me realize how much abundance I truly lived in and how everything was always at my disposal. I mean, it's it's so fascinating that you know I went to the grocery store here, maybe be six days in a row and six days in a row they didn't have paper towels right. and four days in a row they didn't have they were completely out of rice and beans wow and it's just so interesting like i've never had that experience where i go to a major you know nationwide chain type grocery store right and the shelves are just completely empty yeah i mean for me it's like that you, you boil it down to when i look at my days now there a lot of them are based around you know eating um, like make honestly like making coffee, connecting mm-hmm. with family and friends in some way, and um, working. Yeah, and- I look at it now that it's so straight down to food, social contact, uh, and work, and those yeah. are that's it. And we're lucky to have the work, which is great. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. That, I I think the work part part of that necessities uh i think is purpose is like every day making sure it has a purpose totally. uh, i think that's a huge necessity that is is challenging for a lot of people right now who are out of work or um whose days have really gotten shaken up but that's what i think um, the work part of it is for me is that i require on a daily basis like a, a sense of purpose um and, and like a thing to do so i totally. think that's like a, a really important piece uh you know, of, of what we're doing. And then, and then also I think what, what's important is I feel so much better when I like go outside for a second. Um, mm-hmm. Like that's, that's like, if it's so important, like a little fresh air, but really like something that's super, super important um, is clean water and access to being able to like wash your hands and like all these things that you truly did take for granted um, that have become like very serious necessities food, water, you know, clean water, fresh air, like these, these few things that, um, are like completely now, um, just what, what we need and how we, you know, interact with the world. It's also interesting, the education that we're all getting on how to properly, uh, clean ourselves and clean the food that we bring into our homes. And I just realized how, I, I don't think I've washed my hands properly my entire life. Yeah. By the way, though, my hands are like starting to crack. Oh yeah. It's like a complete problem. Yeah. I've been uh, yeah. doing the dishes and that's just so much yeah. water on my hands at all times yeah. between washing my hands all day and doing that. Like I'm just, yeah, I have to use moisturizer all the time. <laughs> so, with, okay. So within this like necessities thing, number two for me um, is like all, all about cooking. Like for me, I, uh, I go out a lot to, to pick up food. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so much easier. But now, like, preparing food at home is a uh, completely different experience. And granted, my, uh, like, Katie cooks a ton, and she's super creative with what she makes. But this process is, like, an incredibly creative process, and it's a lot more fun than um, I had previously given it credit for. That's what I would say. I would agree with that. It's a lot more rewarding, too, to not spend, to go throughout, you know, not only one, two, three days, but almost an entire week, and you haven't really gotten anything, you know you haven't gone to a restaurant, you've made all your food at home. And by the end of the week, you're getting very creative with the food that you have 
in the fridge to, to make what you can. And it's interesting to even speak like that because I know for sure when I was growing up, like that's just how my life was with my family. It's just like you go to the grocery store, you make food all week and that's it. But right. I feel like, you know, in my last few years in LA, I've gotten so accustomed to going out to eat so much. Right. Uh, yeah, and it's totally. just 100% not a necessity. And it's actually pretty fun and rewarding to cook all the time. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and I think another thing you realize, especially now that we're living this new um, lifestyle, there's way more time. So like you can get your work done and cook at the same, like it, it's, it all can happen. Uh, That's part of it just, that I kind of don't want to go away. Like how much yeah. time you have to do everything. Yeah. That, that's been an interesting um, experience. And I think a lot of that comes down to now our, our, you know, third point here around um, video chats are really useful uh, and also fun. And you really don't have to travel for a video chat. Now, this is this is me also saying, like I do, when this is over, I very much enjoy getting together with people. Wait, That's why it. would you have to travel for a video chat? You're just saying because a video chat. No, like think about our meetings, right? Like having oh. a meeting, um, even in LA, there's a lot of value to being in person with someone, um, but. What I think has changed a lot is our meeting structure um, for like an LA meeting or even like, you know, a lot of different things here where you might have to drive to a meeting. Turning that into a video chat actually is incredibly more time efficient. Uh, and I think that's been an interesting, um, you know, situation here that I think will last after this. And I think even people in the same city say they already have met and they just need to follow up. They easily could make it into a you know, Zoom or Google Hangout or something of the sort. Totally. Like we don't need to meet every single time. Once we've right. met in person once and we've gotten yeah. to know each other and sort of set the groundwork for what we're going to do together. Yeah. From there, if we, you know, unless we're really close to each other, I mean, in LA, it can take an hour and a half to get this. For sure. But I also think it's much better than a phone call because it's really enjoyable to um, like actually feel the, like feel the other person's, uh, uh, you know, like just energy and, and everything when it comes to um, a video chat. And, yeah. and it's something and that, what were you going to say? I was going to say that, you know, different from a phone call, people are really held accountable to make sure that they're paying attention to what you're saying. Right. Because I can be on a phone call and I can be walking around, I can be doing something else. But if I'm video chatting, you know, if I'm not staring you in the face, you can see did, it. So Did you see, uh, did you see that David Dobrik was on a, uh, Zoom call with like the vlog squad, like the other people who he makes videos with. And um, Natalie posted an Instagram of it and it had his meeting ID on top. And so like thousands of people joined. Oh no. Because they could just like, uh, yeah, isn't that funny? It's amazing how popular Zoom has become. I mean, yeah, how did it, how my did it parents... completely overtake Google Hangout? My mom is doing Zoom Hangouts with her friends. My dad is doing it for work and like, it's just amazing because we've never really, that's not something I think that either of them would have done. Yeah. I've been doing, uh, I mean, you and I both were on like a zoom happy hour on Friday night and then I've been doing zoom dinners with my parents too. That's nice. Which is really nice and really interesting. And, uh, you know, one of our friends even, uh, just did a like FaceTime or zoom first date. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a, that's a strange, uh, Strange situation. I think if anyone out there listening has had like a funny or interesting experience on Zoom, like meeting someone for the first time, or uh, I think that's that's really interesting. Uh, you think Skype and Google with Google Hangout are just like, come on, like what just <laughs> yeah, happened here? Probably, 
Probably, yeah. There was a really funny meme about who's behind this whole uh, the, the whole thing, like like who, who's behind coronavirus, and someone pulled off like a mask, and it's Zoom. It's Zoom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that was really funny. But I think like the for for example, like what I will carry the lesson here is say we have a meeting with someone in New York, uh, and it's the first time we'll be connecting with them a new maybe collaborator or business or, or brand we're going to work with, I would much rather do a Zoom chat than do a phone call. Because totally. then you can actually like see the person and, and like that we're learning how, how valuable that is, that e- even if you're not on the same coast or something, you can actually uh, get in person, quote unquote, as best you can. Again, oh. nothing replaces being in person. But when you can't, totally. I think video chats are much better than phone calls. I would agree with that. Okay, so now number four, walks. <laughs> number so, four, let's talk about walking. Let's talk about walks because walks was something that I remember my parents used to do when I was growing up. They would take walks all the time and they would ask me to come on walks with them. And granted, I was a bit of a heavier set kid and I didn't want to go on walks. And <laughs> I always thought it was weird that they would just walk. Like, yeah. where are we walking to? But they would just walk like around our neighborhood and Oof. I never got it. Now, totally get it. Yeah, that is interesting. Like, you know, because I, I didn't have a car for a period of time in LA and I walked a lot. I had not too many problems with it. I consider myself a walker. You know, some people don't like to walk. If you think, you know, if there's a restaurant a few blocks down, there are yeah. a lot of people who say, oh no, let's take an Uber or let's drive. Right. I'm the person who's like 25 minute walk. Fine. Don't care. Right. But walking just for leisure, just for recreation, is not something I was doing before this. And now I see the benefits. I get it. I may take that with me for life. For sure. I, I, I've been doing a, uh, a coffee walk where I make myself a coffee and I just walk around the block with it. It's great. That sounds fantastic. nice. I think I may do that tomorrow. Oh, it's just a fantastic way to start the day. So the, the thing is, though, I, I, you and I have talked about this. The funniest thing is, like, I do feel a little bit retired where like Katie and I, when we come home from our walk, we just are like, Hey, maybe, maybe tomorrow we could walk that direction. And I authentically feel excited about yeah. the next day. And like, Oh wow, that's going to be really fun. If we walk that way, that'll I be mean, totally new. Look, we've really been exploring left, but have you thought about right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's new. There is a funny meme again, to bring a meme into every single one of this. Uh, there was a funny meme about, uh, that said like, now I understand why dogs get so excited. <laughs> I saw that. Walk. Yeah, that's really funny. Um, that's that's the truth. Yeah. All right. So we talked a little bit about time, having a lot of time in the days, but I think there's a, there's a lot to learn about focus here. So that's that's my number five is that focus without distractions. I've realized that sitting at my computer, whether it's editing, writing emailing someone, whatever it is, I I have a lot more undivided attention because there's nothing else going on. So that could potentially still happen outside of this quarantine period. Uh, I don't think so. I I think that's going to be a really tough one to keep up. I think you can just set time periods and just be like these next two hours. Like I won't, I won't have text messaging on my computer. I won't even have my phone near me. I'm just going to do this thing. Yeah, maybe for a couple hours at a time, but I find that 
before quarantine, there's so many options at your disposal. Yeah. There's literally, there's no FOMO. There's, you're not missing out on anything. Yeah. There's no one's going to invite you to anything. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing that's so interesting is I feel so much more, I mean, of course, I feel so much more focused and I'm enjoying it a lot. I wonder how you could simulate this. I guess it's like maybe you go, it's kind of like how musicians will, will rent a house away to write their album, mm-hmm. you know, like up in the mountains or something, and they'll write their album up there. And that's, I don't know, that's, that's, there's so much value to that. And I'm recognizing that right now that as we're creating and as we're working, um, the fact that I am, I have this undivided attention is so valuable. Yeah. Um, of course. And then with that, the sixth thing though, yeah. that we've noticed yeah. is at the same time, it's a lot harder to focus with what's going on. Yeah, I, I, when I wrote this list, I wrote, it's a lot easier to focus without distractions, especially with what we do. We need long periods of undivided attention. Number six, it's a lot harder to focus when a global pandemic is going on. Yeah. Also, when you have so many groceries in your fridge. Yeah. That, so that, that is that that is yeah. that is also part of the situation. Yeah, I am so I am eating so much. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I think because it's an activity. It's something and to it, fill the time. It really it's dopamine. dopamine. It's fun. Yeah. The uh, So I would say the first 10 days of this whole thing, it was way harder for me to focus. I was refreshing Twitter or I was looking at the news. And I realized last night that I haven't watched the news in four or five days. And I was I realized like I didn't even know any of the numbers or what was going on. or So today I just caught up. Um, but I realized I, I just hadn't checked it for about four days. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty hooked on the daily numbers. Got it. Yeah, I actually have. I, I the only thing I know about today is um, that LA extended, or or maybe the whole world uh, country extended to April thirtieth. But outside of that, yeah. I actually don't know any of the numbers. I definitely can't watch long periods of video. Like I can't watch any of the presidential addresses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they stress me out too much, and. Uh, yeah. I'll mainly just go to like newyorktimes.com or cnn.com and just get a quick like here's what's happening, here's the numbers. Maybe watch Anthony Fauci say a thing or two and then that's it. One thing that Katie said is um, like one thing that would be really beneficial is if you if someone is like obsessing over the news, um, creating boundaries around when you intake information. So mm-hmm. it's like, all right, every day at five o'clock, I'll, I'll read the news. And by 530, it's, it's off again. So you can give yourself like a short window of time so that you're not constantly refreshing or checking in on it. Yeah, that's smart. I think you that's know, good advice. For me, I, I've kind of like j- just moved on from it and been like, all right, you know, when I, people, like it'll be in the zeitgeist if something's important. Someone will text me or call me or yeah. I'll see it. You know what I mean? Like at this point, yeah. like I just have to do what I'm supposed to do. And then- yeah. It's hard for me. I'm so fixed on what's happening in New York City because we yeah. have so many friends. Yeah, that's true. Uh, in New York City, and then also, uh, it's crazy to me that, and I don't want to go too far into this, but that New Jersey has twice as many cases as the entire state of California. And I get that New Jersey is densely populated, but right. when I've seen those numbers, I'm like, that blows my mind. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, that's one number that I'm like, what? What is happening? Yeah, that's wild. I had no idea. Uh, but your Katie's definitely right. We should try yeah. and rein back how much we intake the news. Yeah, 
I think it's just like, it's going to keep going. You know, there's certain things that are important for you to know. Um, but like, you know, it's just like, right now, it's like just going to keep going. Like this, this whole thing, the, the news cycle is so fast right now. Definitely. But there is another cycle that's even faster. And that's the TikTok cycle. Unbelievable. Now, Colin, let me tell you something that, uh, let me tell you a piece of information that you don't know right now. Mm, love that. Katie and I put up a TikTok, let's say an hour and a half ago. Okay. It's got 2,000 views. Blown what? Up. Yeah. Blown up. Wow. So. Uh, Madeline put up a TikTok yesterday. Is it blown up? And I think it has around 2,000 views. Wow. I mean, what did you put it on? The Your TikTok? My, yeah, it's like my Samir Chaudhry TikTok, which is basically just me and Katie trying TikTok dances so far. Uh, oh, you did a new dance. Yeah, new dance. Just trying it out, man. You know? Wow. Just trying it out. The thing is, though, Katie was a dancer, so she like knows how to do it, and it takes me a way longer to figure out. Uh, You're doing pretty do, good. How to do these dances, but when I nail it, it it's like very exciting. Nice. Congrats. Yeah. So that's what you guys did today. Yeah. And actually, so we had learned this one a few nights ago and then we had come back from a walk and we were like, Hey, let's record that one. And we did three takes and this was one of them. Good for you. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. So I'm, I'm totally impressed with the creativity that's coming out of TikTok. This might be a very unpopular part of this podcast, but I'm starting to notice like I'm on Instagram, but 50% 50% of the stuff that's on Instagram is people just posting their TikToks on Instagram. And that's the stuff that's making me laugh. And it's really funny and it's like creative and it's interesting. Like even that dude who sat on his floor and made the board in the house song, like that was fantastic. Yeah. And we've talked about this for the last couple of days, but you know, the reality is these challenges that people are giving each other on Instagram are just not nearly as creative as what's happening on TikTok on Instagram. You know, someone will, I saw like a catch the apple challenge or something or someone like off screen throws an apple to you and you just catch it and then you nominate other, a bunch of other people to catch an apple. And I think some of it's like kind of a joke, obviously, but, uh, but on TikTok, it's amazing what everyone's doing. The thing that's, I think the thing that's, uh, interesting about TikTok is that they, the challenges, the challenges are just a part of the culture. You don't like no one's challenging anyone. When someone does a dance, no one's saying, now you try it. It's just other people then take it, remix it, reinterpret it, do it their own way, and then it keeps going and it keeps yeah. living and breathing. It's no the one's ultimate saying, meme platform. Yeah. Yeah, totally. No one's saying, Hey, do do this. Everyone's just like, Oh, that's cool that that person did that. Let me try and one up them or let me try and do it my way or let me try and do it a different way. Like even seeing Tyga uh, took the board in the house thing and like wrapped over it like that is so interesting that it's yeah. like and, and, and it seems like all the traditional celebrities are adopting the platform quite a bit like if you look at like chrissy Teigen or tyga or you look at uh, jessica alba a lot of these traditional celebrities are just like taking to this platform even justin and Haley bieber are going like yeah. posting way more on the platform i think it's cool too that you know, this is social media in general, but that it's just made it so cool for people to put themselves out there and to try and be comedic or to try and be a dancer or try and be an actor, even in these little, you know, tiny little ways on TikTok. But I don't know. I mean, when I was in high school, I don't remember being very encouraged to 
dance or take drama classes and maybe it's different for you being in LA because it's like yeah. everyone knew that they would like potentially be really yeah. famous and go straight into the Hollywood yeah. circuit but you know in the suburbs of New Jersey it was not I think I was very like bred to just think it was cool to be an athlete yeah I was about to say that at least at my high school like it was almost cooler to be uh, uh like a drama kid than it was to be an athlete but doesn't that feel specific maybe to like an yeah, LA specific. high school? Probably or... specific to my high school because so many actors had come out of my high school. Yeah. Um, but that was pretty specific. But I do, when I watch TikTok, it reminds me of that era of life. Like, you know, granted, hold on one second. Let me also say that I also watch some TikToks and I'm like, what the hell is happening? Uh, like, how is how, how does this have 28 million views? You know what I mean? There's also yeah. that side. But the certain things that I've seen... <laughs> Like the McFarlands, if you guys want to look up one, I thought they were hilarious. That it's like two guys and their dad and their moms in it a lot too. But they did. Uh, I posted it on our Twitter. I retweeted it, and I went through their whole account, and it's so funny. Uh, like it's it's hilarious. So I'm uh, I'm really interested to see what else comes out of there because but the cycle is moving so fast. Like the zeitgeist on TikTok is like it's like maybe 24 hours and then all of a sudden a new trend pops up that everyone wants to do so the next point point Wait, eight. one last thing about tiktok cody co's video about the hype house interview on entertainment tonight is one of the funniest videos i've seen since quarantine oh i watched that but yeah, that one. oh you're just saying because they are tiktokers yeah that was all got yeah. it but i guess this also applies to the next point so carry on next point a thing we've learned from 10 days in quarantine. Creativity seems to thrive in these times. And I think that's because there are so many constraints. We are literally yeah. constrained to our homes. Mm -hmm. But we do have some free time. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's something that we believe in a lot. It's why we run our weekend film fest. Um, so if you guys follow us on Twitter, we do a film festival now every Friday. It's something we started last year, but we just brought it back once all of this happened because we feel like we figured it would be a, a really good time to do that. And, and like we're saying here, creativity seems to thrive in these times. It's not, it's not necessarily just the constraints, but I think also the, um, there's also this desire to connect with others and to, sh to share because it's the first time we're going through like a collective experience. Um, you know, so like you, even our last podcast episode was Danny Cassell um, and I wrote here, Cool Man Coffee Dan released like a wash your hands song, right? And that's like a global conversation right now. I don't think, I don't remember the last time we were having a global conversation. Yeah, I mean, the entire world is living in in, in act one, right? Yeah. Like the act one, like, and I guess we're in the act two right now, but there's only one story truly happening for the most yeah. part. Yeah, that's it. To there's every single story. human on earth. When yeah. I don't, you know, that's pretty rare. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it's ever happened. So you can imagine like on a small scale, we release a prompt for our weekend film fest on Friday with a challenge. Uh, this week it was the camera roll challenge. We asked people to go onto their camera rolls and pick a photo or a video that they wanted to tell a story about, tell the story behind it. Imagine that like in a way what's happening right now is a prompt for the entire world. Right. It's like, Hey, this is what's happening. There's a global pandemic. Everyone respond to it. Right. And you have a number of months. 
Yeah. So one of the interesting things is also that we're having this global collective conversation and everyone in the world is on the same side. That's something that's pretty unique. Like maybe this happened before in big world wars where everyone was aware of the, the same thing that was happening in the world. But there were sides. It was completely different. Like this is a, this is everyone in the world's on the same side. Yeah. There's literally like a planet earth humanity side and that's it. And that's it. Yeah. So that seems to be, I, I think that collective nature of it probably creates the situation where there's um, people who want to create and tell stories to everyone else who's experiencing the same thing. So totally. I mean, I, it, I mean, it makes us feel better. It makes us feel like we're all part of one community. I, I think meme culture is like thriving right now. It's like popping off in a way that I've never seen before. Um, and I think, again, it's because it's the collective conversation has never been more collective. Totally. And memes are really the way to communicate uh, information right now in a quick way. It takes yeah. you like a good meme. It takes you a split second to understand it. Yeah. So I I'm curious for the people who are listening right now, like, do you feel uh, more creative during this time? Do you feel less creative? Do you like what, what is the... Uh, what is the experience you're having? Because for me, just at, from a like consumer level, like enjoying a lot of the content that I'm watching, I'm seeing people just churn out a lot more creativity. Can we talk really quickly outside of Tiger King? Is there anything else you're consuming? I mean, I'm consuming my regular YouTubers. I'm I'm watching a lot of Cody Co. I'm watching way more TikTok than I anticipated myself watching. I think because it's really fun to watch stuff. It's the most interactive one of them all, right? Like on Instagram, yeah. I can watch, I can look at people's photos and like, I couldn't possibly recreate them. Maybe I could, but like, I don't really want to do any push-ups or do any of that stuff. So when I go on TikTok and someone does a dance or something, I'm like, huh, I wonder if I could do that. And I want to try and do that. Um, I, I feel like it's, it's a, such an interesting interactive experience. And then YouTube for me is pure like entertainment. Like I love watching creators, uh, and I'm also listening to a lot of podcasts, but nothing specific. I mean, of course, I watched Love is Blind before this, um, but nothing that specific that I've found that I think is like wildly enjoyable since since quarantine outside of Tiger King. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually I told you this. I'm not consuming almost any YouTube. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know if it's because we're focusing so much on videos that I just other than the research I do for our videos, yeah. I can't lock into YouTube right now for some reason. Um, I'm not really consuming TikTok, but I'm watching Tiger King, Love Island, which is a reality TV show, Australia season two. Fantastic show. And the last season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which is just phenomenal. You, you know what? I got a text about you watching that, actually. I guess it, it, I guess it's from Mike, our, our friend Mike, because um, I guess it showed up in one of your Instagrams or something. What? And uh, Mike texted me saying, is Colin watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians? Question mark. And did you defend me? What? I, I said, I don't know, man. That guy's lost it. That's all wow. I said. That's, so. that's, <laughs> you are. That's, no, that's all I said. I don't know. No, don't know that's that messed up, man. Because Why is that messed up? I know for a fact that you watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. How dare you? I, I have watched How dare you show. throw me to the wolves? <laughs> I have watched the show. I, I don't. I have no idea what. I have no context I can't, what's happening. I can't you believe. Did. I can't believe what you're doing right now, distancing <laughs> yourself 
distancing yourself. No, no, I'm not going to do I'll tell a story about a collective experience that was pretty funny, which was, I, I got to be honest, was probably the last time I watched it, which was on the airplane on the way back from New York. That was pretty funny. Do you remember Fine, that? Fine, man. First off, I'm now in a bad mood, but you can tell the story. <laughs> so we're on an uh, airplane back from New York, and I don't remember. I think Colin started watching it first on the yeah. airplane. And, and there's, there's a guy sitting in the middle. Like, it's one of those big airplanes where there's three seats in the middle. And uh, Colin's on the left, left aisle. There's a dude in the middle. And then there's me on the right aisle. And Colin flips on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And Which was a bold move because sure. you, never, you never really know on an airplane. Everyone's kind of judging. Everyone can see your screen. Yeah. And I sure. just said, I'm going to go for it. I can't, I, I, you know, I can't wait. So guy in the middle peeks over, sees Colin watching, and clearly it gives him permission to be like, oh, thank God. All right, this guy's not going to judge me if I watch that show. So he flips it on. Then I look over at him and I'm like, oh, okay, if he's watching that, I guess that gives me permission. And then the three of us start watching the same episode. And it's just this phenomenal collective. But we're not communicating to each other. It wasn't until a couple episodes in after that we started talking to each other. Maybe like, yeah, two and a half hours or three hours in (laughs) that we started talking to each other about it, uh, which was really funny. Um, All right. Community. I think number nine, community is extremely important. I say this because I think, um, you know, at a time where we have to be so distant from our immediate community, finding ways to rebuild, like not rebuild it, but build it in this new normal, I think has been one of the most important things between the Zoom hangouts to last night, um, we did a game night with like eight other people over Zoom. And there's like wow. a way to, a way to play an online board game. And it was super fun. And uh just like a way to feel, I don't know, like connected back to your community. Um, I thought that was really important because for me, I, I really get a lot of energy from waking up in the morning, walking down the street to a, you know the local coffee shop, seeing the same faces, um, you know, being a part of an active member of, of my community. And I feel like that has been something that's been challenging. Uh, I feel like for me, I've actually realized how introverted I am through all right. this and how capable I am of going without that type of community. Hmm. I've just realized like I require so, I, I definitely require a community, but it's so few people. That's interesting. It's like, you know, Madeline, you, Katie, yeah. my parents, my brothers, and like a few of my college friends that I'm talking to a high school friend or two, but like in terms of like my immediate surroundings, you know, the people that are here with me, I'm like, wow, I just don't require that much. And right. I think maybe it's a mix of living by myself for so long. Right. Uh, but it's fascinating to me. I think I've really like potentially changed a lot from when I was in college. And I think required a lot of people all the time, like in high school and college, I had these like big packs of people around, mm-hmm. whether it was playing on the lacrosse team or just having close friends in high school. And I've, I've just come so far from that. And I realized putting me in this situation there's no way I would ever want to be going through this alone. And I feel for the people who are living in a studio apartment or a one bedroom by themselves. Cause I think that's gotta be so tough. Right. Um, but I have realized I'm like, man, I'm like, and maybe it is how digitally like community is filling in for me, but I'm like, I'm talking with you. I'm working with you. I'm talking to my brother. Like we've got people online who are connecting with us that we like, yeah. Like I was just like DMing briefly with Jack Coyne. 
and that's like how I would normally interact with him anyway, because he lives in New York. Right. Like I'm getting so much of my normal community interaction that is already digital. Right. Yeah, that's that's true. That's fair. I think even that though is your community. And the fact that you have the tools to plug into them is what I think is like, it has it, it really come to life for me that that is so important. Like totally. even the ability to FaceTime or, um, you know, Zoom hang out with, with my dad or, or my parents, like I, I, it would be very hard for me if I couldn't do that with friends and family. If like you, if we live, yeah. if this all happened at a time, let's say this was 1918 when this happened and you can't actually do that, that would be really hard. Like that, that would make this mm -hmm. exponentially more challenging. And there's no internet. And if you had young kids at home, I can't even imagine. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Number 10, the, the grand finale. I'm sitting at my desk right now. And this is something that has really come to life for me. Uh, I am not very organized. Uh, spending this much time at my house, at my desk, just makes me realize how disorganized I am and how not, like, I don't know, how not, uh, just, I need to declutter my space. Like, I, this yeah. is like a complete disaster for me. And I, I feel like uh, just spending this much time here, I'm recognizing how not organized I am. Yeah, I'd say for me, I've realized how much I really need to live. Uh, you know, I, I came out here on a 24 hours notice, packed two suitcases and that's it right and i'm completely fine and i think you know madeline was saying the same thing today she was like i packed up my stuff really quickly and i'm like wow it's amazing how much i like right i'm just operating business as usual um but i also realize uh how much i value a decluttered clean space like it's hard for me and maybe it's because i have so much time but it's hard for me right now to do anything unless like my clothes are put away right dishes are done like it's just it's just hard for me to operate unless like things are in order yeah and i think that it's like for me that's coming like it's definitely coming to the forefront how like extremely important that is uh so i'd say that's a lesson i'll probably take you know a first of all i'll probably try and fix the problem and then organize my space but b whenever this is over, like recognize that even if I'm not spending as much time in here, it's really important to have that type of space. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are, uh, I'd say those are, those are 10 things so far that we've learned. Again, it hasn't been that long of a period of time compared to probably how long this is all going to be. Um, but that was 10 things that we've learned so far. And I think trying our best to continue, take whatever lessons um, we can out of this, situation that we're in is, is what's really important. So it's pretty fun to write these down and just talk through them. Yeah. I want to recap them very quickly just yeah, go for ahead. anyone who was like, wait, I got lost there. Which ones were which? So number one, realizing what the real necessities are, purpose, food, human contact, and fresh air. Number two, cooking is fun. Number three, video chats are really useful and also fun. Number four, Walks are extremely enjoyable. Number five, it's a lot easier to focus without distractions, especially with what we do. We need long periods of undivided attention, and right now we're getting that. Number six, it's a lot harder to focus when a global pandemic is going on. So kind of the contrary to that one. Uh, number seven, social I, I media is thriving. Just 
on number six, I think the lesson there is just that if there is something really wild happening in your life or that's super distracting, like be okay with that and like forgive yourself for not being able to focus if something like that of that magnitude is happening. Uh, just wanted to say that. Number seven and number eight kind of go hand in hand that, you know, we're basically in this golden age of social media. Social media is thriving. And I think part of that is because of our point number eight which is that uh, creativity seems to thrive during these times of great constraint. Last two, number nine, community is extremely important. And number 10, Samir is not very organized. Yes. <laughs> that is, yeah, those are our lessons. Um, yeah, I mean, everything, everything, a lot of things are changing. And our, our most recent YouTube upload is about uh, like some of the more visual changes that you're starting to see, especially in Hollywood and specifically about late night. Um, and I think more and more is going to change around us, but there's going to be a lot of lessons to take out of it. It's a lot of change that's happening. And I'm really curious for um, everyone who's listening. You, you can tweet at us, you can email us. Um, but just let us know, like, what are some things that you've learned during this time? What are some things that have kind of come to the surface? Um, you know, whether it's about creativity or just about your lifestyle. Uh, and what's going on. So curious to hear from all of you. Yeah, that was fun. That gives me uh, kind of a good uh, sense of what's been going on. I look forward to doing this uh, in a month, maybe, and seeing 30 you. Things. Yeah. Yeah, 30, 30 things. Yeah. 30 things we've learned in 30 days. <laughs> yeah, that would be really funny. Um, all right, I got to go finish the last episode of Tiger King. Ah, uh, wow. I'm only on episode three. So, and I got, keeping, gotta, up with, I got keeping up with the Kardashians, too, which is getting yeah. pretty good right now. So. You got to shake that. I think you got to just go all Tiger King right now. It's mm. just, I don't know how you're not just binging it. Like when I, when I passed episode three, it was like a sprint. I was just like, oh, we got to stay up. We got to do this. I'm still kind of on East coast time. I was telling you, I watch one episode at the end of every night and we just fall asleep. We're like, even though it's good, we just can't, wow. can't keep going. Wow. All right. I'm going to be done with it tonight and I'll try and keep it in, but it's uh, I just can't wait to talk about it. That yeah, might be a whole know. podcast in itself. I'll try and pick up the, I'll try and pick up the pace. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah. Let us know uh, what you guys think when it comes to some lessons that you've learned over this time, anything else that's going on with you, um, you know, or during this, these uh, extended days where we are at home. Uh, we just want to hear everyone as much opinion uh, as we can, as much perspective as we can. You can either tweet at us or you can leave us a, a voice message on anchor. We've gotten a bunch of those over the past couple of days and those have been pretty fun to listen to. Um, so definitely uh, leave us a voice message. Check out our latest YouTube video that just came out. Uh, and if you're interested in being creative during this time, Weekend Film Fest is a great way to get creative, join a community, get involved. If you just want to watch some of those submissions from this past week, they were all very cool. Um, so check those out at our, on our Twitter, at Colin and Samir. All right, time for Tiger King. That's it this week for the Colin and Samir podcast. We'd love to hear anything else that you guys have learned from your time at home. What are some major lessons that you'll take with you after this experience is over? Also, make sure to listen to last week's episode. If you missed it, we released it last Wednesday. It's an interview with an amazing creator named Danny Casal, aka Cool Man Coffee Dan. Um, it's really inspiring, especially for a time right now when we're all stuck at home. All right, make sure to check out our YouTube channel. We've been releasing a lot more videos than we typically do. Um, check us out on Twitter. We're running our weekend film fest every weekend if you want a way to get creative. Other than that, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay creative.